So I had the opportunity to talk to a really good friend of mine, Darcy Ward, who is a professional speedway athlete that races in the UK uh, and is actually two times under 21 world champion. Darcy's chat was crazy. I mean, he's had such an amazing story. He's had a lot of controversy over the years um, through racing speedway as a professional athlete um, to then having, you know, a, a horrific accident to ending in a wheelchair, which, you know, it sucks. But I mean, talking about how he's going today, you know, even down to the money he made and the opportunity in that space as being a professional athlete, it was it was an amazing chat to chat to Darcy. And, you know, I was so stoked to have him on the show. So, Check it out. It's uh, it's a great chat. I uh, really enjoyed this one with Darcy. And um, if you get any value out of it, please uh, share it to a friend, subscribe, uh, give us your feedback. We're always trying to improve the uh, the podcast and trying to give as much value as possible. So, cheers. I was thinking. Um, what year do we meet at Reedy Creek that time? Oh, um, was it 2010 or 9? Was it earlier? I don't know if it was summer 2009 or 10, yeah. Yeah, because you were... I'm going to say 10. Yeah, you were back for this... I think you were back on the off-season. I, I must have just done one year. And I got to introduce you from a friend of ours. And then you were going for a photo shoot. And Which, that, that was when we were LKI and they were like, hey, you're like, give me a cap. I'll wear it on TV the next day. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Josh McFarlane. Yeah, that's right. He introduced me to you. Yeah, I was down there riding with my mate Damo and, and then we kicked it. And I seen you were there and then Josh was, I think Josh was giving me goggles at that time. Yep, yep. So I was already connected with him and he was like, oh, loose kids here. I, was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know who you were then. Nah, no, nah, I didn't even know. I knew nothing about Speedway then either. Yeah, and then the next day I was doing a Channel 7 what was I doing for Channel 7? Just a news thing that I think my pop organized through a mate. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it was just a coincidence, right, that you were there and... Whoops. And um, yes. And that's how we met. You give me your hat off your head, actually. Actually, I did. I was like, I don't have any hats, but here, you can have mine. Yeah, I reckon I 10. I appreciated the marketing. Thanks, bro. I appreciate the hat. And 10 years later, we're still hanging. It's good times. It's been a good journey, right? Yeah, it's been a crazy journey. I mean, even for us with what we've done with the brand and then transferring from LKR to LSKD to, yeah. to you know, where it's heading now to, to, you know, all the learnings I've gone through. It's been crazy. And, uh, I mean, you've been a part of that. I mean, yeah. we even used to party at music festivals together. We had some good times. Yeah, I remember the first time I bumped into you at the music festival, I was like, I was trying to hide, you know. I was like, oh, my God, there's <laughs> Jason. But Yeah, we had fun. It was good it was times. Good. And, um, I mean... Uh, Dude, thanks for coming on the show. I mean, no anyone worries, that mate. doesn't know who I'm chatting to, Darcy Ward, he's three times under 21 World Speedway champ. Two. Uh, well, I'm saying three. You're a legend. <laughs> uh, okay, two times under 21 World Speedway champ. He's had an amazing career, some crazy ups and downs. Uh, he recently got married, yeah. which was dope. But yeah, so it was... You yeah, there? I was there. It was good fun. It was good times. Um, and I mean, you know, I think it's, it's rad to have Darcy on the show to kind of share his journey and you know from from being a professional athlete to the adversities he's just gone through to you know where he's at now and and obviously the adversities he's gone through i mean dude tell me how it all started how did you get into speedway like how did it start because you grew up you were, you grew up in logan as well yeah yeah i was kind of yeah kind of it more ipswich yeah oh i don't know like yeah ipswich and camara so that's why i got my race number 43 because it's a postcode ah 4300 so yeah. um but yeah no how did i get into it um i guess my dad you know he was a he was a speedway rider himself but also a bike rider at a late age yeah once he moved out of home and was allowed to get a bike i guess yeah yeah and how old uh, were you when you started riding your first bike well i i was motocrossing at first so i had a yeah. peewee when i was God, I'm going to say like three whenever I was allowed to ride it, right? Whenever. As soon as you could walk. Whenever his mum said, yeah, he's allowed on it. Like, <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, but my old boy got me into it. He was, um, like I said, he did Speedway himself, but I um, did a bit of paddock bashing when I was a little kid, just yeah. around the paddock near the house and then went to uh, wheel standers. Wheel standers. Yeah, I used to race at wheelies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's where I started off for about a year, maybe even more. And then uh, I had a couple injuries, like as a young kid. So yeah, 
yep. on a peewee and mum was like you know this this can't keep happening he's missing school and whatever <laughs> so after yeah like a year or two of doing motocross because that was just what riding a bike was about i guess then um my old boy sent me to dirt track which was no jumps so yeah i um uh, and did you bit... enjoy that more when you started it uh that's too young man like i don't know yeah i mean now going back like when i go come back home and ride before i got injured motocross was fun in a way yeah well you always rode motocross when you were back because i remember going yeah with you. used to love going to q and p but um yeah so i got in the dirt track and then um slowly progress when you you can't ride speedway when you're sort of six seven yeah yeah it's not really it's a bit young so well they have no brakes right speedway no bikes. brakes yeah and 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 aren't they 500 cc engines yeah not when i was 10 no, not. but the big the big bikes <laughs> yeah. are yeah so what and and i mean so you what six and then when did you get into speedway so you were 10 you started riding speedway, a speedway bike speedway at 10 yeah did you always about, know you were going to ride a speedway bike or you, the, the, your dad just kind of got you into it and said, do you want to have a go? Or? I don't know. Like, my memory's not the greatest of when I was a kid. Like, not sure when, like, it was all going to click and, like, what was I going to do? I was just doing it, man, you know? Like, dad... Just having fun. Dad was directing me whichever way I was going and... Yeah. And he was never pushy or anything, but... I mean... Put it in front of me and if I wanted to ride, I wanted to ride it, right? Yeah, so you weren't kind of put under pressure. You just were having no. fun with it. And what yeah. age did you know? Like, I mean, what, what age did you go to Europe? Because, I mean you know europe is you know is the place in uk for speedway it's like royalty over there it's huge yeah i've never actually been there myself i just know from talking to you and wolfie and the boys how big it is and through social media but what age did you first go there to then knowing that you were going to make it to the uk like what how did that all work yeah man it was a, it was a big process to get there like you know i was started at 10 and still riding dirt bikes yeah before that and even when i was riding speedway i'm still doing dirt track so I'm always riding a bike every weekend and um, yeah, like I said, trying to get to Europe, you got to, you know, I'm doing junior speedway. So then I got three seconds in Australia as a junior, three seconds and a fourth maybe. Yep. So you didn't um, actually win one before you went over? Nah, I got bride, called me a bridesmaid. My oh. dad and my main sponsor rival always called me a bridesmaid. Yeah, wow. It's getting second, but um. Yeah, so never... Did that drive you to want to um, go... Like, when you made it, when you went to Europe, you wanted to go harder? Like I was close, like, every year. The first year when I got second, it was a bit of a... I was really young. I was maybe 12. Yeah. And, like, there was a lot of good riders that were older. Like, you can still ride junior age groups up to under 16. Yeah. I yep. got second at 12. So, like, I was just... I was stoked. Like, I didn't, didn't bother. But the next yeah, yeah. two... You know, uh, within a year, I had gotten a lot better and I was expected to win, really. Yep, yep. But got two seconds. So, um, yeah, I guess it drove me. Like, and same with, like, there's loads of different speedway. Like, when you're 14, you can jump on a 350, which is the bigger bike, but with a smaller engine. Yep, yep. And I got two seconds in that. And one kid, Alex Davies, beat me every time. He was so good off the start. Yeah. And I just didn't have the... I had a good bike, but I don't know. It's just his bike was quicker and he was a good rider and yeah, he was yeah. so good off the start. I'd never been off the start. So I got smoked by him my whole juniors, really. And then what age did you turn senior? 16, you 16, go. yeah. But then... Um, Is that when it kind of clicked as well for you? When I got on the 350, like, he was beating me, but I was a better rider in a way. But yep. he kept beating me. You just um, had to connect the dots. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get off the start and he was so good and Speedway is crucial with the starts. Yeah. You don't have bloody half an hour to chase him down and hunt him down. So Yeah, it's not a 30-minute moto. It's no, no, short it's laps. 60, 60 seconds. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, like, back to the process of getting there. And then I went to Europe when I was 14 and did the junior world title. Yeah. And didn't do real good. I made it to, like, the final, not the final, like, the final round. So, top 16 twice for two years. Yeah. We did that, and and the second year when we went over to Europe to do the World Championship, I stayed over there afterwards and like went round into Europe, and practiced at tracks after meetings. Yeah, just to get my name out there and the meet contacts. And yeah, yeah, get used to it. And, and was that tough? Like, I mean, you're 14. Was it expensive to get over to Europe then? Like, how did, yeah. did you like have like how did you do it? Oh, I was a kid. I don't know. Dad pulled it out of his pocket and yeah, mum too. Legend, you know? Yeah, 
um they were both of course supportive of that without your parents pushing you doing that kind of stuff you're yeah. not gonna get anywhere so um yeah i mean i guess we were just getting by you know even when i was in australia before i had my main sponsor i had not the best bikes so, or um hunger dungers but hey it drove you got the drive right got to where you're at and then, then i was lucky enough when i was yeah 12 when i i got the first second in the aussie title as a junior i had i picked up a sponsor yeah either from brisbane rooftop supplies which was a dad's bait and they knew each other from back in the day yep yep and um yeah he bought me two two um two good bikes and what a legend that's that's when i progressed as a kid yeah wow and that's kind of helped you to kick start it yeah without kid. him i wouldn't have got to europe at a young age yeah. i would have got there but maybe not as maybe not as young yeah wow and then did you so from pretty much 14 then you stayed there for a year when you were 15 did you stay in europe pretty much from then on to turn senior over there or did you come back for a whole year or yes we went over there and um done the junior world championship i just stayed there for like a month after yeah and rode and um yeah just traveled around and borrowed people's uh vans like other aussie riders that are just bootstrapping it bootstrapping it dad we were just winging it but um you know, then it got me a ride for the next year when I was old enough to race in the in the league over there. Yeah, which was sixteen. Sixteen, and then you went straight into the league. You made it. Like, did you have to qualify? Nah. Oh, uh, yeah. So then, I don't know. I, no, there was no rules then. It was just um, just had to get a work visa. Yeah. Wow. Now, now these days to get a work visa, you've got to be top four in your state, Australia. Yep. But when I was over there, it was you could just do it. Because how old, like? Because how old are you now? 27. 27. Yeah. 11 so, years ago. Yeah. So lots changed. 2009 was my first first professional Still year. Still feels like yesterday though. Yeah. Yeah. It was quick. It was you know, a short career. So Yeah. That's cool. And um, I mean, from then on, did it just skyrocket? Like did you, yeah, the first year in Europe, did you win, you know, to get two under 21 world titles, did you yeah. win that really early on or to what closer to your 21st birthday or nah nah so that was my first year over there so 2009 i went over um and i was quite lucky because i had a team right in england which is the you know not it's the baby step of the sport yeah um riding in england it's where you have to go at first and where yep. everybody goes um so i rode for kingsland in 2009 and the summer here in 2008 i rode here on the gold coast um in a 500 meet and it was a, don't know how I did, but another good rider, Ryan Sullivan, um, seen me. He lives on the Gold Coast, and he seen me riding. And he rang his Polish club because in Pol in Speedway, Poland's the place. Poland's the place. Like it's it's like that. It's not their national sport. Like soccer and volleyball are pretty obviously named sport, but Speedway is like the mecca line. of the like sport. There's twenty thousand people to go every Sunday. To twenty thousand every Sunday. To many clubs around it. You don't even get that to like an NRL match. On yeah, the, yeah. It, it's it's on massive. A, on a normal week, some day, weeks. Yeah, so he seen me race wow. here on the Gold Coast and rang his Polish club was like, you guys need to sign this kid. Like, <laughs> he's 16. He's Aussie. Like, you guys need to sign him. So I had a phone call like a week later from a Polish club saying, hey, we want to sign you when you come over. When you fly over back to Europe, come out and see us. Yeah. And yeah, so when I flew out there for the 2009 season, I went to Poland and um, yeah, signed for them as well. So, so in my first year in 2009, I'm riding in England and in Poland, which is rare. Yeah, you know, wow. you got, like I said, you need to go to England and yeah, and learn the ropes and develop. But um, I was lucky enough to go straight to Poland to the probably the best club in the world, which is Torin. Wow. And, um, yeah, so I was riding more than. More than the average, you know. So how many times a week were you racing then in 2009 if you're running for two clubs, like in two? Three. So, nah, two for sure. And then you were doing a away meeting um, in England. But in Poland, you only race once a week. Yeah, well, and, and people probably don't realize, like, you're on a pl you guys are on a plane, like, every day. Right? Yeah, not not at that point in my career, but when I was in the, you know, the busy stage of career was, was crazy. You're yeah, out of airports. But yeah, yeah, like so. Yeah, two thousand nine was my first year, and and what was, year did you win your first under twenty one world title? Two thousand nine. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. So I was, I was not expected to do that. I was having a good season the whole year, like riding in Poland. Yep. My first year, I, I beat like Greg Hancock one race, <laughs> like Nicky Pedersen. I think a bit crumpy in a race, so like 
I was the who's like, who's of the sport. Yeah, yeah. Like not 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 consistently at all. But like I would, I've jumped out and beat him, and it was like a huge shock to me. But it was cool. It was Got cool some to be hype part really of it. Early. So when I went to the world on twenty one, I wasn't really favourite to win it. Yep. But um, yeah, I just had a good meet, and I think I dropped two points. Track was a little bit rough. Didn't really bother me. Um, yeah, it was it was a it was a, it was an eye opener to win that. And the, and then the media after that was a lot different, you know. And then they yeah they were following you instead of you trying to get attention. Yeah, just a lot more like newspaper stuff. And then when I come back to Australia, obviously a world champion as a junior, it was a little bit more here. Yep, yep. And because it's not a sport here, it um yeah being a world champion, they're like, oh, we're taking a bit of interest now. Yeah, yeah. Which you get that Australian media attention as well. Yeah, yeah. And then what year did you win your second one? The next year. Oh, two in a, okay. Two in okay, a row. Cool. And then that's all I did. I only did two in a row. The, the first year, it was just a one-off round. So, yeah, just you got to qualify, get to that one round, do your best in your five heats. Yep, yep. And then that's a one-race championship. And then you've won it. And that was how I won it in 2009. So, if it was a couple rounds, it might have been a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> but then 2010, it was three rounds. Um, So, it was... It was different. It was harder. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, because you a lot know, more you're, mindset. Yeah, you're worrying about. Rounds. All right. Well, after round one, where am I sitting? Yeah. Then round two comes. Okay, and uh, me and Yanoski. After three rounds, there was three of us. So after fifteen heats each, there was three of us tied. On I don't know how many points. So we're tied. So at that last, after that tie, we all got to go into one race. Yeah to do the world championship and i won that one race yeah that's cool so that that, that was huge confidence booster too like especially for you know the other european stage that we were running yeah and it's massive and where did that go from there like man that's massive to then yeah yeah what what, 17 18 then at the time 17 18 18 i was yeah wow because when i first went over at 16 i turned 17 that year yeah cool so yeah, I was 18. That was, uh, that was a good time. It was a good party after that. Yeah, I, I could probably imagine. <laughs> and uh, and then like you obviously, how many other under 21 titles did you go for? Three more? No, that was it. So I could have went for three more. Yep. But, but you um, went straight up to the bigger class. Uh, no, I just lo- I lost a bit of interest yep. in it. I'm not sure. I, I Maybe I... <sighs> did so well so early, you kind of lost... I don't know. Did I do it the year after? Oh man, I feel like I might have. Oh, I didn't. I don't. I'm think probing I did. you with questions you've probably haven't had to talk about in a no, long time, no, right? I can't <laughs> think if I did it in 2000. I did it the year after, and I got second. Okay, I believe. I think yeah, because I thought you went for the third. I always thought you did. I believe so because Emil Saifudinov, the two year, three years before I come into it, he won it three years in a row. Yeah. Okay. So I was maybe. I think I. I think I was chasing that. Yep. And uh, the year after, the kid who got second to me in 2010, 2011, he won it and I got second. Yep, okay. And then after that, I, I lost interest because um, I wanted to, you know, it's a junior world title. You was... wanted to move up a step as in lost interest, not as in you yeah, no, no. sport. You, yeah. you were like, I'm ready to go with the big Yeah, no, I know. I've won two juniors. I'm ready to step up, which was 2012, but I didn't step up. I thought I was ready and I got offered um, a wild card in 2012 to race the big grand prix series yeah and i denied it i said no i wasn't ready yeah wow yeah and do you feel that was a good move then yeah yeah cool for sure because 2012 was a, a bit of a tough season for me for a, for a bit yeah okay yeah cool and what and uh so you waited till 2013 2013 then i went into the into the grand prix series which the grand prix like like the Grand Prix is the it's the World Championship. Yeah, and that's a how many round series is that for the twelve, entire, which 12. travels all over the world. Like they have a round in Australia as well. Oh, well they, they did, yeah. yeah. And then when I did it, we did two rounds. We did one round in New Zealand. I remember going to that actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's yeah, cool. You had a bad day that day. Was that when I got wiped out? Or I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, well, I think yeah. so. I can't remember. Done my knee. Yeah, that's right. Actually, you did. You did. Yeah. We couldn't go for a beer after. No. Next day, though. I, I think we did, down. yeah. So, what... I, I mean... Because um, I hit my oh, head, too. Yeah, that's right. You did. Really bad. Because you had two crashes. Yeah. So, 
in two, yeah okay not so my two, fault though nah nah it never is <laughs> 2013 you how'd you go with your wild card because you only did one round then right one turn 13 yeah because you did one wild card race or did you get accepted no, so to the whole series yeah yeah so sorry in 2012 they offered me a wild card because each year offer the each, whole series yeah yeah okay. each year they offer three people four people wild cards yep for the permits series and I got offered one of them for 2012 and I said no to it because I wasn't ready. Like I'd only had, in 2011, I had one mechanic. I didn't have like a big van that we roll like they all roll around in Europe. I didn't, I wasn't ready. I was, yeah, yeah. I was still Smart young decision. and um, I had recently watched Wolfie, 2010 Wolfie, Ty Wolfie had a crack at the Grand Prix because he got off the wild card yep. and he struggled. He wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready. I'll... I'll meet you big boys up there when I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, when you got the... Well, you said like a van and mechanics. Like how many mechanics did you have traveling with you and like yeah. gear? Like that, yeah, people probably don't realize the... Yeah, the equipment the we got. Behind the scenes, what goes on to go racing, yeah? Yeah, so like we got um, most boys... Will, well, so I two full... Three full-time mechanics. Yeah. Two um, in Poland, are based in Poland and travel throughout Europe. And then one in England, which would do the English league. And uh, they're they're full time paid by me, yeah, like by all riders. Same with the equipment. Like we don't have teams that give us bikes, or you go ride for a team. We ride for a team like as if the Broncos and the Roosters. We ride for teams like that. Yeah, so, okay. and you got your own equipment. You bring in. Yeah, so you bring your own equipment to those races, but you ride for a team. You set up everything. They just pay you to ride on yeah. how good you go. Ah, uh, so you find your own mechanics. You find all your gear. Sponsors. They don't. It's not like a factory team. I'm or... booking my flights, ferries. Yeah, looking for sponsors, organizing, make sure we got oil in the buyer, like for the season. Yeah, everything. Everything's... It's a ton of work. I'm my manager. Everyone's their manager. There's a couple of riders that have their own managers, but for me, it was I enjoyed it. it was... So you managed the whole thing from end to end. Yeah. Yeah. So what did a what did a day in the life of a professional speedway athlete look when you were in your prime? Like when you were like, what did it look like with the amount of work? Or did you get time to train off the bike? Um. Yeah. You know, you make time for training. Um. But, you know, there's busy days of, you know, invoices, make sure the mechanics are paid. Um, you know, if the boys tell you, oh, look, we need this, we need some more oil, we need some chain lube or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's, we would normally book, fl- like, book flights because in my prime, which was about yeah, 2013 when I got into the series, yeah, I was busy because we'd ride at pool on a Wednesday. Yeah. Um. Because I said day that Wednesday, and if it was a Grand Prix that week, we would go for practice on Friday, and then Saturdays of Grand Prix. Let's just say that's in Czech, Czech Republic. Then we would drive overnight back to Poland, race Sunday in Poland. <laughs> we would stay there. Um, then Monday, the boy Monday morning, the boys would clean bikes. Yep. get it all ready, and they have to, they would have dirty bikes from the grand prix too if i wasn't going to ride the same bikes we would normally have about four bikes for the grand prix series but i would hopefully only ride one bike on the night because i'm happy with it yep yep so then sunday we would have three bikes unless i wanted to ride the bike that was dirty because you know bikes are different we set them up different engines i might want to ride that engine so the boys would have to clean it sunday for the polish meeting but um if not you know we can go on a grand prix and ride two bikes because the first bike I'm not happy with yeah I'm not happy I'm not winning races or whatever so then Sunday I mean, you there mean would by, be more bikes you mean by two bikes like the setup is different and mostly of... engines different engines yep it's easier to change the whole bike than the engine yep yep so um, it, it just engines you, you, you setups are different but engines are set up for different places and yeah okay different type of tracks whether it's more dirt slick so you'd have more power or um, not so much. So the preparation's massive coming into a race meeting. Like you're not just riding a, you know, a speedway track round. And so like you're preparing yeah, yeah. every little detail down to like tire pressure, sprockets on sprockets, the rear. Sprockets, ignition. So you re- advance and retard okay. your um, timing and jets. Yep. Jets are a main thing too. For like the weather, for how cold and... Yeah, yep, yep. Different, you would run different. You would try, give your bike less power in the cold because you know when it's hot your bike struggles yeah so you would give it less fuel so it amps up a bit yeah 
And then so what is it like secret tricks of the trade you guys would do? Not really. Like me and Chris, like we we raced in all all three teams around the world in yeah. Poland, Sweden, and England, and we ran the same stuff. So you guys, we had the same engine tuner. So you and Chris Holder like would bounce off each other through the races and help each other out. We, we didn't we didn't change much. We we yeah. had a good scheme going. Yeah, for a while. And how long were you guys teammates for? Um, so we wrote, I, when I come to pool in 2010, he was already there. And when I went to Torrin in 2009, he was in that team. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So you guys have, you've pretty much started your career with him. Yeah. And he was already there. He went 2005 was his first year. So he already knew the ropes and so he helped you kind of teach you the ropes as well through that. Yeah. Or? Yeah. He was always got to figure stuff out for yourself too. He, he did a lot for me. Yeah. What a legend. Yeah. Yeah. But like I was saying, um, yeah. So Mondays. It's not finished yet, you know. We'd we'd just race Wednesday, Friday the Grand Prix, Saturday Grand Prix, Sunday Poland, and we would uh, drive Monday night up to the ferry, yeah. Catch a ferry overnight. Tuesday race in Sweden, yeah. And then I would catch a plane back to back to England and race pool again. And so you're racing four repeat. times in a week on a busy week on a Grand Prix week. Yeah. Wow. But if not, three. That's <laughs> still a lot. And how, like, what's the crowds like at an event like that? At, you said 20,000 at a pool, like on a, like um, a local meet? In Poland. Sorry, Poland. Like, what's the crowds like at every... I mean, a Grand Prix would be massive, but then the Grand- Sunday and Monday meetings? Um, like I said, the, the, the pinnacle of sports in Poland. So mostly, mostly Poland's the only, the only good kind of crowds we got like that. I mean, you go to Sweden, it's maybe 5,000 and you'd go to pool and it's... That's still a lot of people two, for a, a Sunday two. meeting or a Monday meeting. And that's every week, you know, so... Yeah, it's like going to watch someone do soccer practice, yeah, you know, yeah. like... But you're getting 5,000 people there, like, you don't yeah. find that in Australia very often for a Monday night event. Like, nah. that's a that's a lot of people. And Europe's so small, like, more people. Yeah, the population. You know, Australia's like, people laid back, they'd rather watch it on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit back and have a beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wow. And and, so and busy and in, man, you know. Yeah, and in terms of like, obviously you've got you know a bunch of guys helping you run the team, which costs aren't cheap. How does that work? Like, how do you, if you're allowed to share it, like, how does it work to actually make money then if you're racing on a Monday night? Because you've got like you've you know you you're you're you know you're a one man band, but you've got a team of people helping you, so you can keep doing what you love. Yeah, like, yeah. How does that work? Yeah, so there's three people. I had three mechanics. I used to pay them fifteen hundred quid a month each. Yep. So I know it's maybe three grand a month. Yep. Each. Um. So it's not a it's not a, not a shitload of money, but it's still a lot of money when you add it's still all right. So that's three. So there's three of them, and they're all year round. So that's like all year. So I don't know how much it is, but anyway, I'm I'm paying three full time people. Plus plus fuel plus flights plus fuel plus, plus flights, um and. And I mean, accommodation, crash, food. A, crash a bike. I'm guessing you had to pay for everyone's food as well, right? Like, no, nah, not too bad. I mean, I would if we were out having dinner and um, we're we're there for a race meeting. Yeah, I'd, I'd pay yeah. for their food, no worries. But not, yeah. Um, you know, in Poland, they live in their own houses and have their own life and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah But yeah, good. I pay for food. They're, no worries. They're, they're all good boys. They, I was quite lucky of how they the all come part of my team. But um, they were they were very intelligent. That's cool. Had and me, have me, me winning as their goal. That's awesome. Sure. That's what you need. You need a great team around you to help yeah, you do yeah. well. And, and it is like, what was the opportunity and money you could make at an event if you did, like, if you would win a, an event? What would you walk away on a normal race meeting night? Like, how much money is opportunity to make if you could win everything? Um, like, obviously, I don't even know this. So yeah, like, yeah. Kind of well, you're not going to make good money in one night, but you know, we're racing from. April to October, so what's that? I don't know, seven months, maybe yeah. eight of um, yeah, solid solid racing. So, um, I mean, in England, England's the lowest paid stuff. So, yep. like when I was racing for pool, um, I was on a hundred and forty pound a point. Yeah. So I could make like just under two thousand quid a night pounds, yep. which is you know you win a race, you get three points. So what's that? 320. Yep. Um, so I would average in England probably 13 or more points, I guess, for most of my career. I was doing pretty good in England. 
Um, so I don't know. You can add sums up, but uh, so that's that's but that's the low. So point. if you did well, you could make a substantial amount of money. Yeah. So you know how many meetings would we do a year? Um, how many would you do? Yeah. God, I don't know. In England, I mean, what's that? Eighteen is two hundred. You'd be like doing 16. like close to a hundred meetings. Yeah. I would do a hundred meetings for sure. Not in England. Not in England, but throughout the world. But then, like in Poland, like um, you know, you score one point, and I was on. I did. I averaged about throughout my career. I averaged about eight hundred pound a point. I oh, have, wow. yeah, and I averaged in Poland eight hundred pound a point. So like th- throughout Poland, like I, because I I follow the money in Poland more than what I know I earn in England. Yeah. So yeah. I used to, um, which I, is a lot bigger because the crowds are bigger. Yeah, this it's a bigger sport. It's, yeah. You know, there's more money involved. So yeah, yeah. Bigger sponsors, TVs, ratings are through the roof. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, I was I average yeah about eight hundred a point like through that's just averaging. And it you went, can make up you normally make up. about thirteen points a race. Yeah, not in Poland. I mean, maybe eleven. It's harder. Yeah. Yep. Um, but you know, I used to make I used to make about ten thousand pounds a Sunday. Yeah. Wow. On a, on average, it got more towards my last two years, but um. Yeah, so so you know, and I mean, it's a lot of money. Like in Australia, that's close to so twenty thousand dollars. But yeah. then people don't put in. You know, you got to put into perspective how of dangerous the sport is too. Yeah, you know. yeah, and my costs. Yeah, um, you know, like I said, we I'm the one that's paying to turn up. Yeah, to get there, yeah. and you could have a crappy night and make nothing, right? Yeah, like I mean, uh, like I'm only averaging eleven. I mean, I've scored twos and yeah, yeah, fours yeah. that's before. what's possible at a night for, for sure. But I've also scored fifteens as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, dinners on dinners on you. Dinners on me and the beers and the JDs. <laughs> um, oh yeah, we've had some good times on that. Um, but um, yeah, no. So there's some good money to be made, especially like I said, ten grand a Sunday. Yeah. You know, so there's potentially two hundred thousand quid for the season. Um, to be on on average, and most riders are sort of on that. Yeah. I don't know these day and age, but when I was riding, well, it's only a couple of years ago, but. That would be about average, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's good money, you know. It's two That's just in Poland. Then you got Sweden, which is, um, I was on about five hundred pound a point there. Um, so I don't know. You'd make hundred grand there. Yeah. So let's say you make sixty or seventy grand in, yeah, sixty or seventy grand in uh in England. So yeah, I mean, that's four hundred grand pound. Yeah, you would make. Then you got sponsors. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's so, so it's about four fifty, on average. I would say like, that's still good, but yeah, that's still quite high paid. Not all riders like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, you're at the top of the game. But you know, I got three mechanics paying full time. There's a hundred grand gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, got to buy bikes and vans. Yeah, so you pay for your bikes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I get sponsors that give me money. Would help as well. I sort of. I would it would just go on my bank, but you potentially be funding I would put it, it whenever it came back. Yeah. yeah, and and then you got the Grand Prix, which is a twelve round series around the world. Yeah, do they actually pay you prize money, or do you have to fund that to get there as well? Yeah, no, you fund that to get there. Yep. Um, like you fund everywhere, but see with Grand Prix, then you got hotels because you're there for practice on Friday. Yep. Yep. Which uh, was a little bit more of an expense, but well, you know, you're paying for your mechanics as they know hotel too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um. But um, yeah, no, there's not much, not much money in the Grand Prix series. Like to win it, I mean, to win a round, I think it's eight thousand US dollars yep. these days, and was when I was riding. But uh, if you get in the top six in the Grand Prix, you can make money. But yep. if you're not, like most of the boys, I guess would be paying a bit of money. Paying not, not, way. not much, not much. You you get money, but there's no money to be made. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't just ride the Grand Prix series. Yeah, you'd have to and make a living out of it. You, it's all about league racing is where where it's happening. Yeah. And then but then the Grand Prix is what gets your name well, out there, helps you grow your profile. It's you know, what's on TV around the world. Yeah. You don't know where you like you you don't know nothing about Poland and Sweden. No. no. But you watch the Grand Prix. Hundred percent. I don't. I don't know enough about it over there. Yeah. It's like I'm so, learning stuff today that I didn't even know. Yeah, and you know, spon- you get more money from sponsors, of course, because it's T V rights. Yeah, correct. Correct. And 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 how like yeah wow so many questions i want to ask i'm like excited on this that's crazy yeah like and and i mean but i mean that's just you know i was at the 
I was in a sport at the top and I just know all the new degrees. I'm sure all sports has yeah. these details, right? 100%. And, and I mean, is that money there now to what it was? Is it yeah. still there available? Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I would say, yeah, it's still there. I mean, there's like towards the end of my career, my last year, um, when I only rode for a month, and when I um, come back from my band and rode in Poland, I was on. That was when I was on big money. I signed for like, I signed for a club that was our rival of the club. I raced at Torin in Poland. Yeah, that's what and you we were had, telling me before. And before. we had a we had a big rival of Zulona Gora, and I signed for the rival team, but they offered me the most money, so I was on like fifteen hundred quid a point there. So it was like, could you were telling me? Before? So like, it was I like could the biggest transfer. Ever? I could, no, that was in that oh, was in okay. Poland, but in Poland, like I could, yeah, I earned like seventy, eighteen thousand pounds once one Sunday. Wow, yeah, that was big money. Like that's high wow. paid. Yeah, I would have been it's close top, to forty thousand Australian. I would have been top three highest paid at that time. Yeah, wow. And, and also, I didn't say in Poland, they pay you a sign-on fee too, which is, um, I would say, throughout my career was it was about. It was about thirty thousand pounds, but was my last my last year was fifty. Wow, that's still amazing. So you got to add that on too. So, man, it's, it's you know it's a big sport. It's money. Oh, it's huge. I, money think, to I be think people made. underestimate how big the sport is over there. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's massive. I mean, you just said before about band. Um, I mean, you know, you've had a little bit of controversy yourself, Das, um, yeah, yeah. and you did get banned for twelve months. Was it twelve months? Ten. Ten. So close to twelve. I mean, uh, what happened? Yeah, so I failed. I don't even know. I know the story, but I don't know the two, the, the inner detail detail, which uh, I'm sure you're probably going to want to tell us. Yeah, yeah. So I got I got banned yeah, for 10 months, failed an alcohol test. Yeah. The morning of a Grand Prix. Um, yeah, so what happened was, at the end of the day, I, I fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, what happened was, yeah, there's no excuses around them, but like a couple of days before I found out my parents broke up and... Yeah. Um, I went a bit off the rails for like a week, a little bit. Like I was pretty pissed off what happened. Yeah. Um, Which is tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tough. It, but that's not the excuse. Like I was a grown man. I should have dealt with it a little bit better, but um, it happened. Um, but it, it, I'll get to it. But um, yeah, so my parents broke up, went to a Grand Prix, got rained off on that day. Yep. And they moved it to the day after and we had already planned a party that night. Then it got rained off and we went out for dinner and uh, was like, oh, no, nah, we went, like, we got to ride tomorrow. And I ended up having a couple of drinks and yeah, lost, lost, lost where I was having, well, lost when I was going to bed that One night. One turned into a few more. One turned into a few nights, turned into casino, uh, a few drinks, sorry, turned into the casino. Uh, and yeah, like I went to bed, at, I don't know, maybe three. So it's quite a big night, really. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not racing the next day until three o'clock in the Arvo, like because Speedway's more night stuff. Not, yep, yep. Not racing in the morning, otherwise it would be a different story. But um, yeah, the next day they test me at about eleven o'clock in the morning. And I, I thought I was alright to be honest. Like I was a little bit daisy, but yeah, um, yeah. Like you're not let anything in your system, so it turned up in my system. And they just breathed me, and I don't know, blew zero point zero three something. Yep, yep. So I'm under the driving legal limit, but you know that nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, we'll give you a half an hour, half an hour." So like, I'm going for a run. <laughs> I run, I run to the servo. I was googling what to do, and they reckon eat onion. Yeah. So like, went to do a servo that had like a little burger bar in there. I'm eating raw onion, stressing out, man. Like, yeah, it's your career. Like, what the fuck's going on? I'm gonna fail this. Um, yeah, and just couldn't get it down. And went back and blew again and blew it over and. Oh yeah, that, that was a, that was a. I didn't get maybe I got it down to like zero point zero two two. Yeah, okay. So like nothing. I nudged it, but yeah, you made a mistake, man. Yeah, man. Like I didn't eat brekkie that morning. Like yeah, I got up and like I had a yogurt and a banana. I mean, it's not it's, you know it's it, speedway. I'm trying to keep light, so like I didn't have a big brekkie. Yeah, and, yeah, and I mean it's probably up. not talked about a lot, but there's a lot of top athletes that probably have known. You know, you back 
20 years ago you hear about you know top oh. footy players they they're partying the night before and they're showing up and playing a big game i mean now it's a lot different you know especially with social media but you know you definitely yeah you made a mistake but yeah so like it. that was in 2014 and like that was a 2014 was the first year i sort of started to take it a bit more serious yep where like 2013 years before like i've turned up many times hungover yeah but we don't race till night that was a difference too they breath test me at 11 um, if we were if we were racing at seven at night, they breath test me four in the Arvo, it would have been alright. Yep, yep, no excuse. But yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So is I, it like, known? Like, is that known in some sports where people are partying a lot? Or yeah, it, speedway speedway back in the day was pretty bad. Same like you were just saying about footy, it was pretty bad. Oh, but, I think a lot of sports too. Yeah, yeah. yeah but as social media got and media and everything just tightens up, doesn't it? Yeah, so, yeah but yeah, changed. I was as my junior when I was coming up before I got to the Grand Prix. I I was pretty. I had a bit of wildness to me for sure. Yeah, yeah, Australian. Yeah, <laughs> that from it switch. Wild boys. <laughs> hey, I'm known for uh, partying and showing up and riding the next. Maybe not racing, but riding the next day. But yeah. I was never at anyone's level like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just a state racer and had fun and wanted hard, to be a pro right? motocrosser. But yeah, it's you know you 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 were young too. How old were you then? Like, is that? Do you, did you struggle? Like, I mean, you know, you got to like, you were at a young age making you know great money mm. a lot of pressure like how do you deal with that pressure when you're making great mm. money you know you're in the spotlight like you know you see a lot of athletes you know they they, they you know they make mistakes like is that how did you deal with the pressure at that level yeah man i, I don't know i didn't like i was saying before like when i look back i don't really remember how i used to feel about it all yeah i just sort of did it all i never really never really sat back during the time of doing it and thought about what i'm doing yeah you just just i guess that's why i made it i'm like i made a lot of mistakes in my career really but i just never i never just winged it man this like i said i was high paid high paid young kid yeah and i was just splashing out doing what i wanted really yeah which i mean is it people you know you get put in a position like that's a lot of pressure like yeah. it, you're having fun but it's a lot of pressure and you've got to stay and like you know, i did my dad come over at 2009 yeah and then that was it so like so you're on your own I'm on my own at 17 so where did you stay like did you have a house yeah so the first year at kingsland which was 2009 we had a caravan oh, cool. sharing with my dad and um you know because it, it was i was right it was good as what is what you do in your first year and yeah yeah trying to rope it out but um yeah then once come 2010 and i moved down the pool um because i changed teams went to pool i moved in with neil midlow and Susie, which um was the pool i met him at the wedding yeah he's a legend yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a legend he he taught so, me he taught me the ropes so but, you uh, live with him for i live with him until until your accident I, yeah yeah um which was down in pool and yeah. they were they were good to me they were um like they they helped my career so much yeah that's cool and i mean with media over there how big is the media like you know when you said you you did get banned and the media like it you know being in australia it's it's kind of like the like you said it's like the soccer of the uk right did the media give a lot of bad attention to you at the time when you had it yeah it, like was that tough to deal with uh, like through like twitter and you know instagram and you know you know the normal online media mentally uh, what was the toughest um yeah i copped it for a bit for sure yeah um even once i got the ban i wasn't banned straight away um i rode for a week after that because yeah. i don't know some kind of rule of i don't know so i did like three meetings within that week yeah and like i had come to pool and they breath test me again they don't even breath test in England, but because I failed that Saturday, they breath test me. And were they thinking just giving you a do second a, chance? I don't know. Like, like they think yeah. I'm going to do it again. Like, but um, <laughs> like I've already fucked up once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not. <laughs> like, yeah. But um, yeah. So no, I don't. I like I said, I just, I never really reflected when I when I was riding. Like I don't know. Like I, I mean, I cared, but I didn't like. I don't know. Was a, I mean, it got you a weird. lot. Of, I remember watching. You got a lot of media attention from it. I mean, you were, yeah. you had that controversial side, but it's what people loved about you too, because you had that style where you go out and you, you would hold it on, and you would race. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you bang bars, and and but at the same time, you had that other side, which is marketing in itself. But you probably didn't even realize well, to how to like manage that at the same time. Well, it, it made me more 
the star, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, I had more followers straight away or whatever, you know, like, in, in people were following unintentionally. my story. Yeah, my story more. Getting a band. Yeah, it's crazy how it works, right? Yeah, but it does work like that in some cases. It's not a positive, but it kind of, like, brought that a lot of attention. And, I mean, when you came back from the band, how long, like, how long did you get on the bike before you had your accident? Like, what? Uh, I was motocrossing hard. Like when I was banned. Yeah. Um, big factor why I come back so strong. Um, but yeah, no, I would I didn't do anything. I, I flew I flew over. Um So you came back to Australian Road. Yeah. And so I stayed there because I had to I had to go to court yep. um with all the band stuff. Like Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's a full hearing and stuff, like because I tried to dispute it. I told I tried to say that the machine wasn't calibrated properly. <laughs> Whatever I could get off it, but um didn't work. Cost me a lot of money. <laughs> I was just gonna say that would have cost you, but yeah. it's, a, it's a good mistake. You made it and you owned yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like without that, much, so the so like I said, I wasn't 2014. I took it a bit more serious, but before that, like I didn't deserve to be in. Like if I look back, like I, I should have done. I'd do it a lot different for sure. I'd be a lot more professional and yeah. more serious. But um, 2014, I stepped it up a notch. Like I was training a little bit and like. I wasn't drinking so much and I wasn't partying. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I wanted to be world champion. So I took it a little bit more serious, but not as serious to be a world champion. Yeah. But yeah. I, um, yeah. You kind of knew you could do it if you put your mind to it. Yeah. Yeah. On the fence about it. But right? I hadn't fully committed yet. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, then I got banned and then it was a different game. Then I was something that I loved got taken away from me. You don't realize until it was taken, exactly. right? Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, the whole off season once i was dealing with the court and i had to fly back and forth a couple of times because i wanted to be here in australia yep yeah i don't want to be over there it's a bit yeah. of a shit hole i'm only there to earn money and race yeah um so i would come home then i had to fly back for a court case and all that kind of stuff um and while i was over there for one court case i done some practicing just to run my new bikes in for when i'm ready to come back yep. and race but um yeah like, um yeah I was motocrossing here hard I was going to Q and P like every Thursday because it's fresh tracks yeah yeah so I go on motocrossing and then about two weeks two weeks maybe two yeah two weeks before I was allowed to come back um I did a practice day up at Sunshine Coast at my mate's girlfriend's house uh there's a video of it on YouTube actually yeah um and I did a day and that was it really. <laughs> I just did a day, yeah, and then went back straight into. And it. then went back, and I flew because I'm wait, I'm waiting for my visa now, like I'm, I'm good to ride. I'm waiting for my visa to come. Yeah. So I practiced two weeks before. Um. Yeah, and then flew. I would left here on a Wednesday and flew in. Flew into England, raced. No, I flew into England, went straight from the airport. Uh, Liz, Liz picked me up. We went straight to the airport for a practice at Swindon. Yeah. Um, which the team had a practice, but I missed it. I was late. I turned up an hour later and track was like flogged. Everybody's been smashing it all day. So, <laughs> But I was just there to get a couple laps and yeah, I yeah. was a bit rusty. I was like, oh, wow, this is this is fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not like a, a motocross bike. It's a 500cc no, no, no. engine with no brakes. Because that's the thing when you come back from the start of the season, you come back from injuries, everything's so fast. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean? how fast are you going around a corner? Like, how fast are you going? Maybe like seventy miles per hour. I only know how to translate in miles because it's a, it's like a hundred and nearly yeah. hundred forty kilometers. Because that's what they talk over there, miles. So yeah, like, I don't. Quick. I don't actually know. I just know people talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, everything's so fast. So you know, the better you get, and the more confident you get, everything slows, slows down. down yeah. See things quicker. But um. Yeah. So I practice on the Thursday, and then we race Saturday, and that was it. I was racing every day and straight back into it straight back and you into felt stronger it. than ever um took me about four race meetings to yeah get the balance perfect and stuff and then and then after that yeah i was i was and then you were focused on trying to win a championship right like no were, that's because i had to i was only allowed to come back into the middle of the season so i oh, wasn't in the grand, wild card i wasn't in the grand prix series then but the following year you were but the following year for. yeah i was i, I would have got one yeah because when I come back to 2015, I was my band. And, like, I was here training with Luke. Yep. 
Oh, I never trained before like that. So yeah, I, I remember was, that actually. You were training in the gym a lot. I was two, doing two months of training, like four days a week. Um, and I was, you know, I was, I, I deserved to be. I was doing it like a world champion, like a professional athlete. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I come back, and yeah, I was riding like if if I was in the Grand Prix series that year, I was, I would have been world champion pretty much. But I yeah. wasn't because I'd come back from my band. But I was quick and I was beating everybody. I didn't lose many races and was riding the best ever but yeah and then what i mean you know obviously you know everyone that knows you but people that don't know you know you had a big accident and mm. uh which you know really sucked and put you into a wheelchair i mean when did that happen like i mean if you want to share like how like yeah so like i uh i was only racing back for six weeks six weeks man not even that i think four weeks i only was riding four, four weeks but i would have done like maybe th- no, it must have been six weeks. I must have done about 30 meetings. So, like, so I've done 30 meetings in six weeks. So, I, it's like you're still man, in a lot of meetings. In like, six I weeks. was riding, I was riding four or five times a week. Yeah. It was middle of the season for for them over there. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, when I crashed, yeah, it was in Poland and Jelena Gora. And, like, it was crazy. We like the meet, we, we'd already won. Yeah. And I dropped like one point that day. And uh, I was just following this kid and I just happened to just have a really good corner and like I wasn't expecting, I wasn't trying to chase him. Like, yeah, I was like, I'll let him win it. Like, um, we've had a good day. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Um, Don't need to win every race because you get hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just just um, because I guess I was a bit relaxed, right? And just uh, clipped his back wheel and what, I, what happened was when I clipped his back wheel and I fell forward, the handlebar like caught my hip, yep. which stopped my body but kept my head going. And I ducked and like headbutted the ground and it, like compressed my spine. And then I slid into the fence and because my spine was already a bit jacked up, I slid into the fence and it dislocated my neck <laughs> and broke my arm. That's so I'm, like, heavy, man. That's and crazy, man. Like, do I you remember? It, I remember it all day. I wasn't knocked out nothing. You weren't? I remember like they come over to me and was like talking Polish. And I just like, I knew, obviously he's saying like, you're right, what's going on? And I was like, man, I can't feel nothing. Like my arm hurts, but like, I can't feel nothing. And then my mechanics come over and was like, what's going on? I'm like, man, I can't feel nothing. Like, yeah, like that's I'm, crazy. I'm really hurt, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, that's rushed straight to the hospital. And I only remember like the lights when they're wheeling me on the trolley. Yeah. But I remember everything. Like I was not much pain to be honest it didn't hurt as much as well no just my arm was a little bit sore but everything else was like numb super numb yeah but then when i woke up in hospital after surgery i was in pain and like that was the darkest days of my life oh dude that's (laughs) and 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 like because i'm in poland too you know like what yeah what's it like in a hospital like yeah it's a bit of a shithole yeah had surgery there which seemed all right they called in a specialist so it was all good and then I woke up, my mechanics are there with Chris. Yeah, Chris was there and Monster Joe um, and my mechanics. But they were only there for one night, like the next day and the next night. Um, and they were staying in the hospital with me. So it was sort of all right, like I could talk to them. Which kept your mind busy too. Right? Yeah, like, and then once they left, because they weren't allowed to stay in there, like no one spoke English. <laughs> and like, I remember one night, I can't think of what, I was trying to fall asleep and the light was on. And I was like trying to tell her, like, I can't move, by the way, like, like my, I can't move arms at that stage. And I'm laying there and like my neck was so sore. I was like, fuck. <laughs> and then the light was on. I was trying to tell her, like, the light, the light. She's going, I'm like, does someone speak English? And then it's not. And I was like, just fucking turn the light off. No one would turn the light off. And I was in so much pain. And yeah, that was like, yeah, that was the darkest day of my life. Yeah, that's man, that's heavy. And like, but how long were we in man. hospital for? Like, in- I was in Poland for a week. Yeah, because um, yeah. I remember it like to the T. It was and it was really expensive to to stay there, right? And like to get yeah. transferred was crazy. Yeah, I remember back of, then it was nuts. The transfer was crazy. So, because um, we wanted to get out of Poland, obviously, and like I'm sitting in a bed, we need to get get shit sort of going. So. Um, yeah, I had a transfer in a medical hos in a medical plane a week later, but it was a lot of organising insurance. Who's going to pay for it? Um, yeah, whatever you got to organise it all. So 
Mark Lemon and Monster Joe and Chris and Neil Middleditz, they were all involved in getting that sorted. Yeah, that's amazing. And then by that time, my parents were on their way over and my brother. Yeah. Um, so I can't remember who... My dad... My dad come over first. He just come straight away. Yeah. So he was in the Polish hospital within that first week. So yeah, like they transferred. I had to get out of Poland. Like the hospital was shit. The food shit. <laughs> or like, yeah. it, not that it mattered at that point because I was... Oh, there was other things going on in my mind than food or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, mate, you've yeah, you've just had one of the most craziest injuries. Yeah, it's life changing, yeah. you know. Yeah, so it's next, you know, the next worst one's a brain injury, in yeah. my opinion. Hundred percent. But um, yeah, so we um, yeah, got a plane, like a little two seater plane, like a medical one. And was that hard? Like, did it hurt even getting in the plane and flying? No, nah, nah, not too bad. They were pretty cautious and that. Yeah. But um, yeah, then I got, went to England, into Buckinghamshire Hospital, for three months. But um, that was a private hospital, so like full. It was it was a good hospital. Like I had twenty four hour care. Like Liz, when Liz was up staying with me, they she had a bed next to me. They oh, fed that's her. Great. It, it was it was it doesn't get better in a hospital, but yeah. And how um, long were we in there for? Three months. Yeah, wow. And it was lucky because if I didn't have insurance that I took out when I first come back for the two thousand fifteen season, I never had insurance before that. No way. Like personal insurance, like private insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Midlow was pushing me to do it. And he's always pushing me to do it. I'm like, I'm not getting insurance. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> but this year, I was like, you know, because I was a bit more professional and thinking about really stuff take more. It to that I was next like, level. Yeah, all right, I'll get insurance. And yeah, luckily, because the bill was like 280,000 pounds. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Which is over half a million Australian. Like, My God, I wouldn't, you know, yeah. otherwise I would have went to the, pro- to the public. public. And it would have been shit. Fuck. And how was the, like, the, I mean, you're, you know, like, anyone that knows you. Yeah. And the rehab there, like, did you get a lot of help in the rehab there? Yeah. I was getting like four hours a day of looked after and that's unheard of. When yeah. I come back to Australia, I had to go back to the hospital here and. Yeah. I remember. And uh, I was like 45 minutes a day. Was that it actually? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I remember that. Yeah. Because I remember we made that T-shirt for you too. It was yeah. Cool. That was the best T-shirt. Yeah. Got. Yeah. It was cool. We raised a lot of money with that shirt. Yeah. It was sick. So and I mean, you know, like, because you know what you went through, man, stuff. Like, you know, I've obviously, you know, growing up racing, I've known a lot of motocrossers that have had those kind of injuries. How do you like? What's your routine like today? you know, with training and, you know, cause you know, you've just got a gym, at, you've just, you know, you got a gym at home. You were lucky yeah. enough to get an awesome place on the Gold Coast. Yeah. You know, like how does training and your routine work today? Like, um, is it like, and to keep them, you know, to, I mean, to, to motivate people out there as well, like what you've gone through, you know, man, you, you, you got it going on. You, you, you're keeping it real, bro. Like you're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Like people always say like, oh, I couldn't do that. Like I couldn't do it, but I mean, I guess if I was not in a wheelchair, I'd probably say that to someone too. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I don't know how you do it, but when you put in a situation, it it just comes. You're an athlete, right? Like, yeah. Well, I was only an athlete for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Come on. But um, uh, getting paid that kind of money in racing, it was probably just you were just you were having fun at the same time. You're just party boy too. But yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. Just get on with it. What's your training now, routine like today? Like, because you train at making strides. Making strides, mate. How many times a week do you train that? Twice now. Yeah. When I first come back, I was doing three. Um, but I was a bit more trying to get better than where now I'm just sort of maintaining what I got. And then you got your gym at home as well. Gym at home. And uh, recently got like a standing frame so like I can stand up at home. Because I remember you telling me up that you didn't have that. And you didn't, didn't have it, how much man. better it is for blood flow. Oh, wow. And my, my bone density because I got like um, my bones are brittle. Yep. Yeah. I can't think of the scientific word for it, but osteoporosis maybe. Well, they're just they're not moving, so they just sit there, right? So you need to yeah, they blood lose flow. lose blood flow. Um, your bones get weak. Yeah, muscles deteriorate. So anyway, that, how long do you stand up a day for? Like, uh, I try to do three hours. Yeah, like I did an hour and a half before I come here today. Yeah, wow. And what are you doing that hour? Just uh, hour my phone. I was organizing some stuff today, so right? You still work on your phone and do stuff while you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got like a, it's like a ski thing too. So yeah. when you move your arms, it moves your legs. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you like. So it's like a cross trainer. Get a pumper. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah, those arms it's, pumping. It's hard, but it's good. And and the severity of like your injury, what do they call, like? What's the actual injury called? C six quadriplegic complete. 
that's a lot. So you can, because you can still use your arms, but not to the full extent. Yeah. So like I got, like I got bad. My triceps are there, but yep. not against gravity, really. Yeah. Yeah. So if I got no fingers at all, that's the killer. Yeah. And people come to shake your hand, and you're like, yeah, I'm, like I'm not being rude, man. What's like, up, man? <laughs> I'm not being rude, bro. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, that was soft. <laughs> come on, but, man. But um, yeah, so I got no fingers. I can only. Okay. But you're driving on your own now. Like you can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other day when we went for lunch, I think people thought I was being rude because you're like, I'm going to get out of the car myself. So I'm just hanging there talking to you. Yeah. And we're at the like, cafe and everyone's like coming to help. Is he gonna I'm help like, like, yeah. They're like, um, is this idiot going to help? I'm like, no, like he told me to wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. So like how long did that take to, to well, learn a process like that? You know, because you bring it back to square one and, and learning a process, which is a huge, just a huge achievement in itself to be able to drive. And then get your chair out of your car and, and go do your own thing, yeah. you know, like... Just strength, man, like... How long did that take to get that kind of strength from? Well, I've only been doing it for, what, six months now, my chair? I could, I possibly could have done it earlier, but uh, I got a nice car, so I didn't... You want to ruin it. I didn't want to scratch it until yeah. I was strong enough. But, um, I mean, only a couple months before that, but... Um, yeah, so I've only been, so, yeah, years, man. Three years, Yeah, really, to get the strength. Yeah, that's, man, you know, it takes time. And I'm still getting stronger. Like, I've been a bit lazy lately, but I'm back into my gym now since I've got the standing frame. Yeah, that's good. It's giving me a bit of a kick. And do you have guys you train with as well? Because you've got a few crew that you hang out with. At Strides, yeah. Like, I tr- hang out with Matt Coon yeah. a fair bit. And we don't train together. he had together. a motorcycle accident as well. Yeah, he's in a chair. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, we hang out quite a bit and bounce off each other. Yeah, that's cool. cool. That's cool. Good guy. And, uh, I mean life after speedway do you have much involvement in the sport do you well not not really because it's over there maybe you're going to you start a I mean? podcast about speedway and start thought sharing about your thoughts it. huh i've thought about <laughs> it um yeah no not too much mate to be honest i uh, was there for a bit when it first sort of happened and was given advice here and there if someone asked but yeah yeah slowed down um are you still passionate about the sport yeah yeah i still yeah. watch the grand prix and uh, I don't really. I used to check up on all the scores and everything, but uh, that's sort of died down. But I got a mate now, um, Ryan Douglas, who this summer I helped with another mate, help him get a bit better and yep, yep. give him some pointers. Now and he's it's cool. He's going alright. He's he's learning. Man, you've got the you know you got the gift. Yeah, you know, it's you it's can, hard to explain to someone with not being able to show them though. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And a bit frustrated. You, have you got a goal to try and get back on the bike and have a go? Like just to ride around? Man, i got a mate who uh, has a sidecar. Have you gone in it? No, nah, we've been... He's been Matt... Matt dead keen to get on it. And That'd be a, dope. You know, because Matt's been injured for like 11 years. Yeah. So like he's he's bouncing to do he's something. He's hanging to get that adrenaline. He's hanging, man. So yeah, so Speedway sidecar, my mate Blake uh, has got one and there's been a lot of talk and he... We've had Matt on the sidecar at his house having a couple of beers. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yep, we're going to do it. So I believe that's going to happen. That's cool. Um, and I'm going to be there to watch. And if Matt, like, if Matt... If hey, you Matt, don't need to go fast to start, right? If Matt don't crash, I'll have a crash. <laughs> Depends how fast old mate takes him, right? No, no, Matt's riding. Oh, he's riding it himself. He's riding. Oh, so you're not saying sitting in the sidecar? No, nah, no, nah, right. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. Yeah. That'll be fun. So we'll see you can sit in the sidecar while he rides. Right, no <laughs> Good <way>. luck. <laughs> so um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But yeah, that's cool. And I mean, life goes on. You know, you you probably un- you know you underestimate yourself. Like you're saying, you were party boy and had fun, but you were at the top of the game, bro. Like you were doing well, amazingly well. What like any kid coming up that you know is potentially listening to this or anything? Like, what advice would you give from oh, your learning experience to like? you know, the next generation coming through or someone trying to make it as a professional athlete and what you've learned, you know, you've been at the pinnacle of the sport, you've had crazy controversy, you know, you've, you know, you've had your, you've, you know, you've made mistakes, but what what, what advice would you give to someone trying to make it in, in their sport or in Speedway? Like, that's tough, man. I mean, <laughs> what can you say to a little kid? Um, I mean, dedication is, is a big one. I mean, I didn't have that, but um, I was luckily to have enough raw talent that, got me by that but uh man i don't know it's a, i mean just keep believing and you've always, always got to be thinking about it always um people i have helped i always say like you know if you're at home you know like for instance if you're not a good like if you're not good with your left hand at things brush your teeth for your left hand because it'll better you 
yeah. always be thinking about what are things that are going to better me and uh, always be thinking about the sport of whatever you're dedicated to and you know eat sleep and breathe it right yeah 100 percent. it's the way you get better that's great advice yeah because yeah. you know like i said my dad's been in the speedway since we were kids so like it's just it's always been there so i've been you know if i was um not riding it or if i was at home i'd be watching and learning watching tapes of it as a kid and so would you watch your races as well to learn how you can improve each yeah, race? Yeah, sure. Especially once I, uh, at first when I was just getting into it or started over there, I was watching it just because I wanted to see myself on TV. Yeah, yeah. But towards the end of it, yeah, I was watching them like, what am I doing wrong? Um, I was not a good gator. Yeah. So uh, I used to watch a lot of Greg Hancock, Nicky Pedersen and Thomas Goller. Yeah. This is because they were the best in the world and to get those starts just to see what they're doing and how they were transferring their body weight to you know to get grip and um you know thomas gollett was a tall rider and i was also i'm a tall speedway rider yep yep so that was why i wasn't good at gaining i couldn't transfer my weight straight or to the ground so i used to watch him a lot to um yeah just get some pointers which is huge advice you know like you, yeah, you can yeah. learn from other people how to improve For sure, learn from that people. are doing really well at it at the same time yeah, it's yeah. funny you say starts. I remember um, I used to be the only guy at the back of an aerobics class when aerobics was big back in the day yeah. doing a step class because I wanted to like be quick out of the gates. Like it was like if I could do like an aerobic step class and follow it and be like super on it, I knew that I could get fast starts out of the gate. And I remember going to Queensland titles like on a stock bike almost and these guys have got all really fast bikes hole shotting. And I'm like, well, I'll just take the aerobics. You know, aerobics. I might look like this dude at the back. They're like, what's this one guy doing aerobics for? But it was all about those starts. <laughs> so why, why, what, what's the aerobics do? You just, you got to do it quick you have to like, because you don't know what they're going to do. Why? Yeah, like they tell you what to do and you'd have to like jump on the step. I remember oh, Ali, yeah. she, she tried to come and she had to leave halfway through. It's all like coordination, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's hard to explain. You can Google it. It's pretty funny. Like when she, my mom used to teach it. So I grew up doing oh, it yeah, as okay. a kid at school and yeah we used to do it a lot um like pump classes and step classes but i used to like you say i used to do them all the time because i wanted to get good starts it was all about better. getting those starts out of the gate because if you had a good start you get a good finish you're just better in yourself yeah yeah so that's great advice yeah you underestimate in yourself bro yeah like i don't like to talk it up yeah no you did well well i mean uh dude we uh yeah we had a great chat i mean thanks yeah man, thanks for you know sharing everything no you've worries. had a crazy career bro it's been awesome. Yeah, I mean, and you're only just getting started with your next journey. Yeah, new, we'll, we'll jump on again. Just a new life now, you know. Like, it's all good, really. It's just new. Yeah, that's how I look at it. Yeah, well, you, and I mean, your training regime and like what you stay like to stay focused as well, you know. Yeah, like getting married and all that kind of stuff's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. And you stood up at the wedding, which is sick. yeah, yeah. It was a fun wedding. It was a good day. Yeah, it was a fun wedding. I'd live it again without the price tag. <laughs> that's all weddings bro <laughs> although although uh Lisa's dad did a good favor yeah what a ledge what a ledge so yeah no that's pretty cool so no cool man hey thanks for your time Darcy. No i appreciate worries. it bro and thanks for sharing and thanks for having me man we'll uh, have to throw down again soon yeah cool thanks brother